Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow together. On today's podcast episode, I'm going to be reading from a book called Finding Awareness, named after the Instagram Finding Awareness that is run by a very wise man named Amit Padigar. So today I'm going to be reading from chapter four of his book titled Insecurity. And before I get started, I just want to say that it is the last opportunity to book a call for my 12-week program. I decided to change the name of the program to the Inner Peace Now program because I really like to teach people that you can only be as at peace as you can be in this moment. And so much of the coaching industry and the self-help industry and the spiritual community, unfortunately, is selling this transformation that takes so much time and work and effort. I do think that it's an effort, but I think it's a constant effort, a daily effort. It's a practice that you commit to as a lifestyle. And... And that is impossible to do if you don't enjoy it, if you don't see it as something that is light and not so heavy. I feel like there's a lot of heaviness around personal growth and working on yourself. And I decided to change the name to Inner Peace Now because I like to show people that just by changing the angle that they perceive their reality from, just by becoming more aware of things from a different layer, they can feel inner peace instantly. It doesn't have to be such hard work. And that's what my program is all about. So you feel like you've been putting so much effort into becoming this best version of yourself or a higher version of yourself, and it's not working, or you just kind of gave up on that process, then this program is for you. Like I said yesterday, I am very unsure whether or not I'm going to be continuing to host this group program in this format, in this structure because I have some new and exciting opportunities coming up that I will announce once they're finalized, but I might and I might not. So if this program has ever been something you're interested in, I highly recommend booking a call. It's a free 15-minute conversation with me and there's no strings attached. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then it just wasn't aligned and everything is fine. I'm very excited to fill these last two spots because this group is already very special and because it might be the last time, I'm, I'm just going into it with like a very different type of mindset and energy. But let's come back to finding awareness and my commentary after I'm done reading the passages. So in the chapter I'm going to be reading today, we're going to be talking about insecurity and low self-worth. And as much as that feels like an individual problem, as much as that feels like every single one of us feels like only we have that problem, I can tell you as someone who's coached over 100 people now and who talks to people regularly on the deepest level, every single person on earth struggles with one form or another of insecurity and low self-worth. And I truly believe that even in the best case scenario and you work on yourself fully, it's almost something that you're going to have to live alongside because it does change forms. And I think that we're so deeply programmed not to love ourselves unconditionally and not to love ourselves fully. So, so as I'm reading these words, I want you to remember how this isn't as personal as it feels. This isn't just about you. This is something that so many people struggle with. And he does say the same thing in the beginning. Even for me, where I feel like I've done so much work in that area of my life, I am always humbled by how much more work there is to do to really accept myself, to feel worthy, to feel lovable, to love myself. And I feel like people carry this feeling where they're so disappointed with themselves or they feel like they failed because they they don't love themselves fully. And I don't think that that's even possible. I think it's more about accepting the fact that you can love yourself even when you don't love yourself, if that makes sense. But let's hear what he has to say and then I will come back to give you my take on the reading. Chapter 4. 
insecurity. It starts with a quote, so I'll read that for you guys first. We believe that we protect ourselves because we were hurt, yet our insecurity ensures that we are hurt because we are protecting ourselves. In the past few years of talking to my readers, one of the most intractable problems they seemed to face was that of insecurity. It was a major roadblock to their peace of mind, happiness, relationships, and even goals. As I spoke to them, I realized whenever we discussed insecurity, our conversation veered towards our fears. Insecurity and fear seemed to be one and the same problem. Then we would begin to talk about how to address our fears and forget about insecurity. This, I feel, is the first misconception we ought to clear, if insecurity is to be understood. One of the reasons why insecurity often lingers for years is because of its similarity to fear. We mistake our insecurity for fear and address it accordingly. We deploy temporary measures such as avoidance, feigning courage, or holding on to our faith in the face of our insecurity. Since we don't address the root cause, our insecurity remains. As we will see in the chapter on fear, courage is not the right solution, even for fear let alone for insecurity. So let's explore what insecurity is and why it is different from fear. Fear and insecurity often appear together, but they differ in important ways. Fear is an acute phenomenon. It is triggered occasionally, such as the fear of heights, of giving a speech, or of touching insects. As such, fears may arise and fade away. Insecurity, however, is more of an undercurrent. It remains. We generally don't wake up in the morning afraid since none of our fears are yet active. Although, we may certainly wake up feeling insecure. Fear is being afraid of a specific thing at a particular time. Insecurity is being afraid of nothing specific all of the time. Our fears may not impact our self-esteem. It rarely causes feelings of unworthiness. Insecurity almost always does. No amount of education or worldly accomplishments can protect us from low self-worth if we suffer from deep-seated insecurity. We could have everything in the world and still think of ourselves as a fraud. Our fears describe how we relate to the world, but our insecurity describes how we relate to ourselves. Fear makes us feel unsafe out there. Insecurity makes us feel unsafe in here, within our own bodies. If we don't feel safe in our own home, we act as if we are under some kind of an unknown threat all the time. This worry manifests in all our relationships. If we are insecure, it's possible to feel threatened in a relationship even if our partner is nothing but loving and supportive. Our insecurity tries to protect us from a past trauma or hurt from recurring, regardless of its likelihood. It ignores the evidence in front of its eyes, but values the evidence from its past. It could be that a parent abandoned us or a partner mistreated us a long time ago. Perhaps we suffered sexual abuse as children or adults. Given these traumatic events, it's natural to feel anxious about being intimate even with a loving partner. The more harrowing our experience, the deeper our present insecurity. All our mental resources get employed to preventing that trauma from recurring. Everything else becomes secondary. Insecurity, therefore, becomes a vicious cycle. We believe that we are protecting ourselves because we were hurt, which is true yet it ensures that we continue to get hurt for the very same reason. Why does this happen? Insecurity makes us paranoid. It constantly says, 
What if I get hurt again? I must stay vigilant and protect myself at all costs. It creates hesitation in the way we think, speak, and act. When there is self-doubt in our speech, those who speak to us perceive it and begin to hedge as well. They think, why is she hesitating? Is she hiding something? She doesn't trust me. Insecurity is the lack of trust with oneself, but it manifests as a lack of trust with others. When we act insecure, we make others feel as if we are doubting their intentions. Our perceived lack of trust pushes them away. Because of the constant threat, insecurity prevents us from listening deeply. We can't connect with our partner. Over a period of time, they can't connect with us either. It creates a deep chasm in our relationships. When neither of us wants to overcome it, it's only a matter of time before one of us accidentally offends the other. Since we have stopped listening to each other's emotional needs, a misunderstanding is inevitable. We protect ourselves because we were hurt, and now we receive hurt because we are protecting ourselves. The hurt cycle restarts. Imagine if you were a guard on a watchtower and your only job was to send out a signal if you saw any threats on the horizon. There's daylight and you have a pair of binoculars you can use to keep an eye out. If there were no threats around you, you would stand down, right? What if it was dark and you couldn't see anything? Then you would never stand down. You'd always be on high alert. Insecurity turns us into that night watchman. That's why we are always in an anxious state of mind for a threat could come from anywhere. Insecurity, much like this darkness, makes us focus only on self-protection. We have no time or mental space for self-reflection. That's why insecurity never leaves. Its purpose is to keep us hypervigilant. Its nature is to prevent us from observing, knowing, and understanding ourselves and dispelling the darkness within. Just as darkness is the absence of light and has no existence of its own, neither does insecurity. It is simply an absence of security. You don't have to fight darkness. You only have to bring in light. If we fight the darkness, it can consume us. So we work on insecurity just by leaving it alone and walking down the path that leads to security. If insecurity is sustained only through our inability to look within, then security would naturally arise if we did the opposite. If the inability to look within extends the dark night of insecurity, then the rise of self-awareness must be the light that ends it. Wow. I wasn't even prepared for how spot on that chapter was for what I wanted to talk about today. This is what I constantly come back to, that self-awareness, true self-awareness, understanding who you truly, truly are is the only way to build that security. When I look back on my own life and I realize that I am able to experience a sense of inner security despite going through sexual abuse, being abandoned by a parent, having addiction in my home, going through my own addictions, being betrayed, being hurt, experiencing trauma. That is why I am so passionate about this path because the only thing that creates safety within myself is knowing who I truly am. All of the things that were done to me, they were done to Taylor, yes, they were done to her. But there is a level deeper than Taylor that cannot be harmed. Only from that place, do I have faith in people? Do I let myself love people? Do I open my heart to people? I know I can be hurt again. I know I can be betrayed again. I know terrible things can happen to me. But I had to become aware of who I am on a deeper level in order to experience that peace and stop reliving my past and my present because of the fear that people 
will treat me the way people in the past did. And the reason I say this is such a coincidence is because this is exactly what my program is. And I swear to you, if there's one thing that I hate about my job, it's having to sell myself and sell my services. The intention behind all of this work has never been to sell something to people. It started as pure passion within myself to break free of what my external circumstances were. And, and I'm pretty sure if anyone was able to do for themselves what I did for myself, the first thing they would want to do is to help other people do it. That is why when people come to me and say they have this specific external goal they want to accomplish, I tell them, I am not your coach. I am not the person for you. I'm here to help people look within and find the deepest truth within themselves that allows them to know who they truly are to free themselves in this present moment to bring light into the darkness instead of trying to get rid of the darkness or fight the darkness. I wanna share a personal story of something that happened to me recently where I actually had to apply this. So when I first came to LA, I went to visit my dad's friend and he lives in this beautiful home in Malibu and he had just gotten this German shepherd, like police dog, like a black German shepherd. And he was training this dog to be a guard dog to protect his property and my dad kind of told me before we got there that this dog is a little bit aggressive and maybe it's best that they tie the dog. And I was like, you know what? I'm not worried. Don't worry about everything's good. Like, I'm not afraid of dogs. Everything's fine. Like, I'm sure that they have it under control. Now, I got to the house and I was just minding my own business, looking at the view outside on the balcony. And before I knew it, I could hear the dog barking very aggressively and running towards me. I had this second where I thought to myself, there's no way this dog is running towards me to bite me or to hurt me. There's no way. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even comprehend that. I looked behind me and saw him. I was very wrong. This dog charged at me and bit me pretty hard. It was not only very painful physically, it was probably one of the most emotionally distressing experiences of my life because I did not know if this dog was going to stop biting me and really just the unpredictability of this animal's behavior and how aggressive it was just scared me so much. I was shaking. I was obviously so distressed and it was truly, truly frightening. Now I actually still have a scar, but that's besides the point. I healed pretty quickly. I didn't have to get stitches. I just had to get a few shots in case, you know, the dog had anything. And as you guys know, I love going on walks and I, and I go on walks all the time outside and at the park. And for the months after the dog bite, I realized that I hesitated around dogs. Of course, right? I wanted to protect myself. This happened to me and now I have this new fear of dogs. Now I have this fear that a dog is going to charge at me. Obviously, dogs on leashes that seem harmless, I wasn't afraid of, but especially when I would see a dog that's not on a leash, I would literally stop my tracks and go home or walk in a different path completely. And then I made a choice and I said to myself, you can now make a choice to live your whole life where you don't trust dogs and you don't trust owners of dogs and you rob yourself of the joy and the experience that you love of walking in the park and walking outside because of this thing that happened to you. Or you can find the part of yourself that can handle even the worst case scenario if it were to happen again so that you can enjoy the present moment and go back to walking at the park and enjoying it. And I made that choice. And just because I made that choice doesn't mean it was easy. I would literally be doing breath, breathing exercises as I'm walking past dogs or just repeating a mantra in my head. I can handle this. I can handle this. I got this. I can handle this. I can handle this. But eventually it started to fade away. And now I feel pretty confident 
walking at the park, even when there's a dog not on a leash or a dog on a leash that's walking close to me. Now, obviously, this is a small example of how we can create security within ourselves despite insecurity that comes from past painful experiences. As I did it with the dog, I realized, yeah, this is the reason why I was able to trust another man after I was cheated on twice by my ex-boyfriend. And this is the reason why I moved in with three boyfriends because just because there was a painful experience of unpacking the house and breaking up and going through all of that once didn't mean that I shouldn't follow my heart into doing it again. I think this comes back to, again, this ability to not fear pain so much. Life is going to be painful. People are going to disappoint you. Things are going to hurt. I feared being bullied so much from just girls being so mean to me in high school and in middle school that I didn't make any new friends for probably the past five years. Anyone who tried to be my friend, I was just like, nope, I just can't. Nope, don't want, don't want. I don't trust girls. I don't trust people. Whoever's my person already, great. We've built trust. I love them. I'm not letting new people in. And recently, not only have I actually been bullied again in my adult life and realized, okay, this isn't my child self. I, I was so afraid of this, but I actually can handle this now. I've also opened my heart to meeting new people. And it has been such a healing experience for me to not relive my past and the present and rob myself of what's available to me now based on what was done to me then. No one can guarantee you that those things won't happen again. Nobody. But you give all of your power to the people who did them or to those experiences in the past when you don't let yourself experience life now fully because of that feeling of insecurity and that lack of security within yourself. Now, I'll end by saying that, like he said, there's no way to fight the insecurity. It's about creating a sense of security despite the feelings of insecurity. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. And that's why I love this book. And I love this author. I love this person that everything starts and ends with awareness. It's not an external action you need to do. It's about finding that self-awareness. And if that is something that you don't know how to do, if there's a part of who you are that you feel you do not live from, you understand that there is a soul, you understand that there is a deeper consciousness to your being, that you're not just this body, you're not just this face, you're not just your name and your job, and you want to really create a connection to that part of you and build a connection to that part of you, then that is exactly what I help people do. If you're looking for something else, I'm not your person. And that is the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed rereading that for you. I honestly forgot how good this book is, and it reminded me that I should probably read from it more for you guys. If you want to book a call, this is the last chance to do it. It's Wednesday today, and I'll be taking calls tonight, Thursday, and Friday for the group that's starting on Sunday. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone you love. We're not here just for ourselves. We're here to help each other and to help as many people as possible. So either screenshot it, share it on your story and tag me, or send it to someone who you think really needs to hear it. I love you all. Thank you again for your time, for your presence, for your energy. It means the world to me, and that is it. I will be back tomorrow.